Welcome to the Money and Business Hero podcast. My name is Florian Fritz, and today I have another very special guest, an energy coach who is helping people to change their reality to more success. Shiraz Babu, welcome to the show. Thank you, Florian. Great to be here. Great to have you here. Now, first of all, how did you become, how does anyone, how did you become an energy coach? Well, like most people, it started with a personal journey for me. And when I was 22 years old, I had everything. I was studying to be a doctor. I was a bodybuilder. Um, and everything was just going my way. Except then suddenly I got rheumatoid arthritis. And within months, I was in intense pain in every joint in my body. And there were nights where I would sip my dinner through a straw because my jaw was so swollen and painful, I couldn't move it or open it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you you may not have been through this kind of physical pain, but have you ever had that situation where you've got your life all planned out and then out of nowhere, bam, it's just gone. You've got to make a new plan. You're scrambling. You don't know what to do. Absolutely. I, I had that. Yeah. <laughs> so you're so probably that's not the only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and you know how you feel. Like there's there's that anger and frustration of what's happened, but then there's the despair is what am I supposed to do now? Right? What why did this happen to me? What did I do to deserve this? Like all those questions are coming up. You you can go into self-pity and self-judgment for yourself. And it's it's just this horrible place to be in. But eventually I started to get out of it, but I still had to deal with the arthritis. And I tried to try these these different solutions. So I, I tried medication, of course. I, I tried supplements and diet. I started doing things like yoga and acupuncture, like trying to think outside the box. One person tried said I should use magnets. I tried that. And, like, and nothing, nothing worked. Like things might work for a little while and then they just stop working again. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was almost 20 years later that I finally met someone that just changed my whole perception on reality and revealed everything to me. I had gone to India, and because it was India, I thought he was going to be some sort of guru that just was like, heal, heal, we're going to heal you, right? But, <laughs> but he didn't do that. He just talked to me for two weeks. And it was like being with a psychiatrist, only he wasn't trying to solve anything. He was just gathering all this information on my life. And at the end of the two weeks, he goes, Shiraz, you believe you're responsible for everyone in your life. And I went, no, I don't. (laughs) And he said, I know you don't think you do. But from everything you've told me, you've created this belief that you need to be responsible for everyone. And it started when you were eight years old. And so I, th- I thought about that and I said, okay, I know I'm a responsible guy, but I don't think I'm responsible for everyone. And I said, but what does this even have to do with arthritis? And he said, well, you don't want to be responsible for everyone. I said, yeah. He said, and if you're lying in bed in pain, you don't have to be responsible for anyone and you don't have to feel guilty about it. It's the solution to a problem you don't realize you have. All right. And so I said, well, that's messed up. <laughs> but he said, that's what most chronic illnesses are, solutions to problems people don't realize they have. 
So I said, okay, well, if what you're saying is true, then all I have to do is say, I'm not going to be responsible for anyone but me, and I shouldn't have arthritis anymore. And I'm not believing this when I'm saying it, but that's the logic he's giving me. And he said, yes, if you believe it deep down, then you don't need the arthritis. So I said, okay, I'm not going to be responsible for anyone but me. When I woke up the next morning, no pain, no inflammation, more mobility. I could even breathe better. So I'm freaking out, right? So okay, so by just telling you, you actually believed it deep down. That's already pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. And so this this was just a crazy moment for me. Now the damage to my body that's been done over the years was still there. I'm still repairing that, but I'm getting more and more mobility. But I still got like restrictions. Mm-hmm. But the arthritis itself just gone, just left overnight. And this is this is the really cool part, though, is because I looked into this, and this isn't just about illness. Any consistent problem you have in your life is the solution to an emotional problem you don't realize you have, because your brain would rather put you through physical distress than emotional distress. So arthritis is preferable to guilt. But when you start to apply this to other areas in your life, you'll start to see and this is how it fits into to money and business, that you're creating all sorts of restrictions. So one of the things that happened for me was my income always got capped at a certain level. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't a bad level. I made good money, but it was just wouldn't go past. And I looked in, into that and going, okay, what's the emotional problem behind this that I'm not seeing? And it turns out that when I was younger, people always said, you're going you're gonna to do really big things. They, everyone was expecting big success for me. And a lot of them were saying, we can't wait to hang out in your house, to go on trips that you're paying for. And I, so I had this belief, I'm going to have to spend my money on other people. They're going to guilt me into doing it. It's People are going to come up and say, you've got so much money and I don't, can I have some? And I was trying to avoid that guilt. And my brain said, well, the best way to make sure they don't come ask you for money is to make sure you don't go past this level. All right. And so when I said, okay, you know what? If they ask me, I'm going to say no, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. My income just started to go up. (laughs) So, And the thing is, you don't realize you're doing this. I was looking for a physical solution. How do I make more money? What can I do in my business? And when I destroyed that emotional block, I didn't change anything in my business. It just started to make more money. Mm -hmm. So how so today you fi- help people find those emotional blocks they have is that correct? Yes. How do you do that? How do you find them? How do I do that? So I can actually have a conversation with you and when I talk to you I can tell when your conscious beliefs match your unconscious beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right. So you'll tell me something and I'll just I'll catch you on it. So you could say, "Well, Shiraz, you're right. I'd love to make an extra hundred thousand dollars this year," and I'd say, "Nope, Florian, you don't." That's not coming up true. And then once we have that little lie, we can then track it down to what's causing it. And it could be that, you know, it's different for every person. Sometimes there's a whole bunch of beliefs, but it could be that in the past you spent a lot of money that that you had and you're feeling guilty that you just spent it frivolously and you want to make sure you never do that again. So your brain says, oh, well, if we don't have a lot of money, we can't spend it. So problem solved. Right? So what a great solution <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so by talking about them and see and you notice if someone's actually not being uh like 
truthful to his subconscious beliefs. Yes. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's cool. And, and then, and the thing is, it's not like uh, I've got this gift. This is completely teachable. I teach courses on this, and you can learn how to do this. And it it helps so much when you're interacting with people. Absolutely, I'm sure it is. And now, if you uh, recognize them, let's go to those typical money beliefs, like money is the root of all evil, or mm-hmm. um, it's better to be poor and happy, or <laughs> these. Yeah. Things and spiritual than to be rich and miserable and and, and a jerk or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you like identified them, how, how do you get rid of them? So once we identify them, we we can go down to the the root cause like that. We'll follow down to this inciting incident. Who told you this? Who taught you this? Why is it so important to hold on to it? And in those discussions, it causes your belief in it to just become unstable. And I get you to a point where I'm saying, are you ready to just let go of that belief? And just like when I said in India, yeah, I'm done with this. It's you making that decision. I'm done with this. And it just changes in an instant. So it's it can be very powerful. I had a client that she had a uh, grief counseling business. So she would do one-on-one coaching for people that have been through severe grief or trauma. She would never get more than four people in her inner program in a month mm-hmm. she had the capacity to handle up to seven but she would never get four and it was i think it was around two thousand dollars so she was making decent money but she wasn't over that six-figure mark and it turned out that she had this unconscious belief that if she went if she went past four it wouldn't be five or six it might be 15 or 20 and that would just be overwhelming but you'd say, you might think, well, then she could just turn people away. They're coming to her for grief or trauma. She'd feel like crap if she turned them away. <laughs> so her brain had said, your choices are overwhelm or guilt if you go past four. Right? Those are the only two choices she had in her brain. And when I, I talked with her and we looked at where this came from and then just opened up that possibility. What if you send them to people that you can trust to handle grief? So that any extra people will get taken care of. And you might even get a commission for sending the business. Then she just like, oh, my God. Like It had just never occurred to her to do that because she was so locked into that thought process. And by that afternoon, she was at her fifth client for the month. By the next week, she was at her sixth client for the month. And that was a year ago. She, I talked to her a couple of weeks ago. She's consistently got six or seven people every every month now. And she didn't change her business. Right, right. So it, it's crazy how it works. Okay. So it's really just, yeah, find those blocks you have and decide to, to get rid of them. Yep. Yeah. And and it's all emotional related. It's it's incredible that we you when you hear it out loud, you're gonna go, Oh, I can see the weird logic in that, but I would never have come up with that myself. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're looking for business solutions. And this is the thing. Yes, there are business solutions that work. But if you've got this emotional block, every business solution you try will fail e- either immediately or after a little while to protect you from these beliefs. Right, And that's why some people are just like, why, why is it not working? Why can't I make this work? I'm doing the right things. If you're taking the right steps and you're still not seeing the results, it's got nothing to do with what you're doing. It's what's going on in here. Mm-hmm. And to find that, what's going on in here, is that uh, like a one-on-one work you have to do with with someone like you? Or um, is there, I don't know, something you can 
you can read or watch or, or uh, how can how, how can you get there? There's multiple ways. You can actually read how to rewrite reality up there on my bookshelf. <laughs> so okay, is that on on Amazon or something? Yes, so that's I can, on Amazon. You can you can. So I can put that. a link with uh, with uh, with this episode. I can put a link to your book. Okay, great. And on uh, I, I have a group program that I work with, and I have a one-on-one -on -one program. Of course, the one-on-one is much more intense. Mm -hmm. uh, but the so those those are the main solutions when working with me. But if you just want to sample it on YouTube, I have an Energetic Magic YouTube channel. It's Energetic Magic. Okay. And on there are over 500 videos of me working one-on-one -on -one with people to shift a single belief in each of those videos. And they have results within five, 10 minutes. And the cool thing is just watching those videos if you have the same belief, then when I ask them, are they willing to destroy that belief? You can say yes, because it's you're the one making the decision and you can actually shift by watching the videos. Okay, so watch a couple of videos, find those that have similar or same beliefs. Yep. Possibly. And, okay, so and you'll start to see shifts. I, I, rec I, I recommend coming to, I have like some free workshops and then, and of course my course, but come in, sample it one-on-one, -on -one, see what it's like for you and and then go from there but it's this is the solution is incredibly simple but it's so hard to implement because you've got so much crap going on in your head right yeah and I, i'm i'm sure there's i don't know hundreds or thousands of people out there who have this that they're running against a wall and they're not making their business work or not the way they expect it although they're working their ass off yes. and it's such a simple solution, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's not simple, but it's um, it can be. Okay, sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. Now, talk about money. How how important is money for you? Oh, it's really important. <laughs> so, I love money. I love making money. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Why? What's your purpose for money? <laughs> Mostly for. Um, for travel. I I have had the travel bug since I was 19 years old. And oh, COVID hurt, let me tell you. <laughs> when I couldn't travel for two years. Oh. But uh yeah, but this year I've already done about five trips and I've got another five at least lined up before the end of the year. And some of them for speaking, some of them just to have fun. But I love to explore places. I love to experience new cultures. Um, I've lived in Australia, Japan, Germany, India. Um, yeah, I've lived in multiple cities across Canada because I, I live in Canada. I haven't really explored the States that much to live, but I, I go there on business all the time. Yeah. Um, so what's your... I love traveling myself. I did a round-the-world trip some uh, half a year. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your favorite destination, the favorite place for you where you've been? Oh, there's... There's no way it's just, <laughs> because they're so different. And, and I mean, I loved, I loved being in Japan. That was amazing. But um, living in Sydney, Australia with the beach right there, plus it's, I, I'm a city guy. So we have a nice big city and it never gets that cold. That was, that was a really wonderful place for me. Um, one, one day I want to get out to the pyramids. I haven't been there yet. I, I really want to see them, but um, yeah, each, each place has, has its own unique um appeal plus it's the it's the people like 
I might be in a city that's not great, but I might meet some wonderful people. So I want to keep going back to that city. Right? So. I understand. I personally, I hate that question. What, what's been the best thing on the journey? No, it's way too many <laughs> great places. <laughs> that's why I thought I got to ask you as well. Great. Now, what's your best wealth building tip? My best wealth building tip. Every day, uh, I do three, but I say minimum one. Uh, do one thing that is going to have the biggest impact to get your business from where you want it to be to where you want to go. I'm sorry, from where it is to where you want it to go, right? So, and this is the thing. Most people don't do this. Most people are just being busy every day. And uh, one of my coaches, he said, on average, zero people do this each year because the number is so small of the people that actually do it. It's statistically zero. So if you were to do just one action per day, and it doesn't mean it's got to be this big, like I've got to work eight hours to get this done. It could be, I have to make this two minute phone call to connect to this one person that's going to bring me a lot of business. Right? One action each day. Again, I do three. And that's what's really moving me forward. It's getting me to contact the right people, connect with the right uh, uh, people, go to the right events and and just put the value I need to in my business. And that's the biggest thing on my agenda every day. And then after that, it's just the work to run the business. Okay. So you do three things. Did I get yeah. that right? You do three things that move your business uh, forward. My business and my life. And my life. Yeah. Because it's not just about the business, right? <laughs> so. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Actually, it should be the other way around. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a business you absolutely love, it, it it's part of your life. If you have a business that's just there to make you money or you feel you have to do it, that's that's not as compelling. That's the kind of business that drains you. But when I'm out doing what I do, when I'm out speaking, I am energized. I love it. So it's it's a matter of creating that kind of life if you can for yourself. Well, if you have a if you do your own business, it better be something you like doing, right? Yes. Yes. Um if you have a job, okay, you're working for someone else and someone else dictates your circumstances, your surrounding. Mm -hmm. But if it's your own business, better find those those blocks and things that keep you from, from loving your business, right? Absolutely. Or and that's a big thing, loving your business. Like People don't realize how important the emotional um, condition is. Like If your business is... If your emotion in your business is, I'm always striving, I'm always in this thing that I got to get going, I've, I've got to make this successful. And it, it sounds like, well, you want, have to be in this determined thing to create wealth, but it's actually easier and more powerful to create wealth from happiness and laughter than it is from determination. And most people don't get that. <laughs> it's so, it, it seems weird because if people are taught, well, if you're not worried about it, you don't really care. But worry and care are are not connected. Mm -hmm. So if you play more in your business, you will actually make more money. So that's beautiful. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> if you play more in your business, you'll make more money. I love that. So yeah, you should actually have fun while yeah. while working, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't know. Did anyone ever say you can't? <laughs> well, people, we when we're growing up, you, you've got to you got to grow up and take life seriously. Yeah. All right. 
Yes. Got to be that mature, responsible adult. Oh, no, no. (laughs) We'll we'll be in workshops and we can deal about some really serious stuff. But there's not one workshop that I've given where there wasn't a lot of laughter as well. It's so important to bring that in. Yes, I think that's a very good thing to do. Um, if every in a workshop, especially if it's mm-hmm. totally serious, serious and boring, yeah, yeah, people don't even like to remember or they don't like to be there. They think where they could be uh, somewhere else. Yep. So they're not going to learn a lot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so workshops have to have to be entertaining as well. That's so it. What's uh, infotainment or something? <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, oh, edutainment. There edutainment, right. Edutainment. That was it. Yeah. And I, I, and I, mine are, I don't know, because I, I tell a lot of dad jokes, so I get a lot of groans, but I think they're still entertained. So we'll, we'll see. I laugh. Well, uh, and that's contagious, right? If you laugh, uh, people will laugh with you. Yeah. And if they don't like every joke, that doesn't matter, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure my jokes aren't all funny. (laughs) (laughs) You hope they are, but you never know. Yeah. If someone doesn't like them, then I don't. (laughs) It doesn't matter for me. (laughs) It doesn't matter for me as long as we're having some fun. Great. Um, I think that was some some beautiful advice you gave there so far. Thank you. I mean, I want to turn it around because you're the money hero coach. So I would like some advice from you what do you recommend is the best way to make money the best way to make money is well the best way to keep i i try to get people to focus on keeping more of their money okay because i had clients that made tons of money and still had so much month left at the end of the money (laughs) yes because well there is this thing called parkinson's law that says the demand for some will something will always match its supply mm-hmm. that you know that from time right if you yeah. uh, have two two weeks to clean your house you will it will take two weeks if you give yourself two days you can do it in two days and yes if your parents call will come in two hours you can do it in two hours as well right mm-hmm. so the demand for time matches the supply you have and the same is for for money if you look at your account you see money you spend it okay I try to get people to actually keeping some of their money by spending less than they earn, by taking something away at the beginning of the month mm-hmm. and then making that money work for them by oh, nice. investing them. Yeah. If you just do that, you manage your money better. You keep some of it. First of all, that money that you kept will grow and make you more money. Mm-hmm. And then money will feel that it's welcome in your home. Nice. And more of it will come. It's, um, I remember working with, with uh, Bob Proctor mm-hmm. and one of the things he pointed out, no one ever really stated that in that way for me was that there's three major types of people. There's the ones that make more money than they spend, make as much money as they spend and make less money than they spend. And it's just habits that get ingrained in how they live. And he said, and every one of them says, well, if I have more money, It'll solve my problems. But if you make more money than you spend and you have more money, that just means you're going to spend a lot more money. <laughs> right, right? So having more money doesn't solve any problem. Yeah. 
It, you gotta, as you said, you gotta change the habit, mm-hmm. how you deal with your money, and then you will suddenly keep more, even if you don't even make any more. But that yeah. goes hand in hand. If you start keeping more and managing that and investing that and making it work for you, then the income will probably grow as well. Yes. Nice. So that's my best or starting first money tip. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So before we close this, is there anything you would like to to add? Anything else you would like, any good tips or hints you have for people? It, it's funny because usually at the at the end of a segment, I always had uh, have more fun. But we've already talked about that. Just have more fun and laughter in your life and in your business. Uh, There's not a day that goes by that I don't laugh. I, I just a couple of days ago, I right, statistics that a kid laughs 4,000 times a day or something, or at least 400. I don't remember the zeros. 400 or 4,000 times a day and a grown up only four times. Wow. Okay, well, I'm definitely not a grown-up. Yeah, you better not be. I think that that even there's a line in the Bible somewhere that you sh- we should be like the kids, right? Yes. Yeah, because uh, they they stay happy longer and they let bad things go a lot quicker than adults do. They just move on to the next experience. But then as adults, we teach them not to do that. And then they grow up into adults like us. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so laugh more, teach your kids to laugh more, have fun in your business, yeah. and get rid of those emotional blocks. Exactly. I will share the link to your book, to your YouTube channel. Anything else you would say people should have a look at if they want to get in contact with you or know more? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can just go directly uh, to energeticmagic.com and and find out everything about me. Great. And we'll share that as well. Thank you so much for coming to us. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been fun. This has been very interesting. Absolutely. And I hope to see you again soon and talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. And thank you for listening, everyone. And I hope to see you again or hear you again in the next episode. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Money and Business Hero podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some value from it. Please, take a moment to leave a rating or even better, a review. That helps awesome people like you to find the show and me to produce more and even better episodes. And don't forget to subscribe. I even have an amazing gift for you if you leave a great review. I'll be running a two-day Money Hero Bootcamp where we will work on those three pillars of financial success so you will be able to rewrite your financial story for even greater success. The price for those two days is $197 and I will invite you as my guest. You can join the program for free if you leave a good review for this awesome new podcast. Thank you and I hope to see you on that Money Hero Bootcamp. See or hear you soon. Have an amazing day.